While I was growing up, my dad was into horses. They became a big part of our life. Riding, feeding, outfitting, doctoring, breeding, buying, selling, and traded horses dominated a lot of my adolescent years. It altered our community, our circle of friends, because we associated with those who also enjoyed sharing their lives with these animals. One of the things that I remember was the classification of quarter horse. You see, although there's a registered American quarter horse breed, as a slang term, quarter horse became our description of any horse of undetermined breed that was not a gated horse, which was anything that had the smooth gait of a Tennessee walker or American saddlebred. Basically, if the horse wasn't gated, a pony or a draft horse, it was considered a quarter horse. One of the topics that we've recently discussed in our Sunday school class before the COVID crisis split us up was that of cultural Christianity. The idea that if I was raised in a Christian community, and I'm obviously not anything else, such as a Hindu or Muslim, then I'm a Christian. This is a problem that I think we face greatly here in the South, but largely in America as a whole. I recently read a testimony by Christian fantasy author Danita K. Paul that provides a great example of what I'm talking about, and I would like to read that for you now. My testimony. I thought I was a Christian. I'm definitely not Jewish, not Muslim or Hindu. I'm an American. I was raised in church. I started teaching Sunday school when I was 13. That's right, 13. So when I reached 25 and someone asked me if I was a Christian, I said, of course. By the way, as far as I can remember, that was the very first time anyone had asked me. I must have looked much like a Christian to those around me as I looked like a Christian to myself. But it irked me that he had asked. So I decided to show him. I left my Bible open so that he would see it in the living room. See? I had a Bible. That means I'm a Christian, right? Then I took to turning the pages so he could see that I was actually reading it. I wasn't, but that didn't make any difference to me. Uh-oh. You and I, the I referring to me as a Christian now, know that's a surefire sign that I wasn't a Christian. He didn't seem to be noticing the open Bible and turned pages, so I read enough of the New Testament to formulate an intelligent question to discuss. I did try the Old Testament, but it was too confusing. Couldn't come up with a decent thought generated from that reading. So we discussed. I read. We discussed some more. I read some more. Bingo. Sometime during my attempts to convince this guy I was a Christian, the message sunk in, and I became one. If this sounds familiar, perhaps a bit of reflection is required. Matthew seven thirteen through 14, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. He says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go thereat. Because the straight gate, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. You see, while Miss Paul attended church, and even taught Sunday school at 13, she, like the Pharisees that Jesus was speaking to, was on the path 
to the wide gate. While she had some knowledge of the Bible, she had no interest in the Bible or the things of God other than to claim Christianity. In John 14:6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Only after Mrs. Paul accepted Christ personally and became a follower of Jesus did she leave the path of destruction and follow the way to life. It is at this point that one's interests change. Like our circle of horse-loving friends, we begin to seek out those who love and want to follow Jesus. We actually want to read scripture, to listen to music about him, to turn away from things that displease him, to become convicted when we sin, and to be able to bear good fruit because we have the Holy Spirit in us, guiding us. As the saying goes, he makes a difference on the inside that shows on the outside. So I encourage you, friend, to spend some time to reflect on your position. Are you hungering after the things of God? Do your interests direct you toward or away from a relationship with Him? You need to know what path you're really on.